0: This is a why bother, Julian. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why bother? Yes. Um
1: Have you
0: ever asked yourself why you bother to uh, do
1: things? I guess sometimes. But but uh I I always I always think there's purpose in a lot of the things that we do, you know? So um um whether it's for a very specific thing or if it's just um sometimes the 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 journey in itself is is something worth bothering about, no? Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, in, in in drama, often it's as much about the rehearsal than it is about the performance.
0: <laughs> what, what is so, Well, first of all, let me introduce you. I'm with Julian Felice, for all of you listening. Um, the podcast is called Why Bother? This is my new series. So I'm asking people about why they've bothered and... I like to know about their journey to success. Mm-hmm. And I think you've been incredibly successful. <laughs> Thank you. Especially um, I, I am a fan and I and I do so watch some of your plays. I watched the Blue Whale. I found it really interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Um, apart from the fact I know Sam. And the fact that it was um, performed in England, in London, I mean, is this the first time that somebody locally has has had a play, you know, Performed in London?
1: Um, no, not quite. In fact, um, it was only a few weeks before we did The Blue Whale that um, another, well, probably Gibraltar's most gifted playwright, um, Louis Emmett Stern, he had um, hmm. a, a play of his performed in, in London, literally a few weeks before Blue Whale. Um, I think that um, it's the first time that a play written by a Gibraltarian has been performed in London by a Gibraltarian company. Um, right. And, and that's that's kind of, you know, the, the, the angle that we had. Um, so it made it a little bit more local, locally focused. Mm. Um, and it was just a, a, an incredible experience, you know. Um, I've been dreaming of having a full-length play in London for a few years. and to oh, the... Why London? Just... Well, because London is the centre of English-speaking theatre, isn't it? <laughs> um, mm. um, and when I was a drama student, or oh, mm. in fact when I first started um, taking an interest in drama, London was where it was all about, no, yeah. and and loved going over to watch plays and shows, mm. um, and to kind of be a part of that in admittedly a, a, a small way. I mean, we were in a small theatre, um, we only had a short run, um, but that's what London is about. London is about theatre. In London, is about you know fast moving, yeah, yeah. So you can have the the classics of the West End, you no, know, to to um, a group of friends who put a play together and have and have. And I've, you know, um, uh, been lucky enough to be given the opportunity, which is what we were. Um, So the chance to do that with my friends was was brilliant. How
0: how did that come about? I mean, you've just said you were lucky.
1: Yeah. Um. It's come about through um, a part of playwriting and I think a part of the theatre industry in general, which I had not perhaps thought um, was prepared enough for, which is the networking, no? Okay. So I was very fortunate, okay, a few years ago, I was selected to form part of a... um, of a writer's program run by a theatre company and through that writer's company I got to know the work of different individuals and different organisations most notably The Space which is a small theatre mm. uh, in the um, Isle of Dogs and um, The Space do a lot of work for new writing so okay. they give um, opportunities for for writers who are not established what they call emerging playwrights and um, and so I did some workshops with them. They got to know me. I got to know them. I, I'd been to the to the space to watch a show. I'd got to know their the artistic team very well. I did a couple of of um, kind of workshops and courses really. And so when it came to submitting work, mm. um, I had a little bit of an advantage, I guess, and that 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 networking proved useful. No, so basically uh, theatres like the space you you um. You propose a, a play, you, you submit a script, an idea for a show, you go through a process, interviews, etc. There's a lot of, of stuff to do about budgeting and marketing it all. And, and um, I was, you know. Um, you um, were chosen, uh, and, uh, yeah, and we went through that out process of, successfully. Out
0: of, out of lots of people. See,
1: I mean, um, well, I don't know how many really know people how many, can uh, we apply
0: um, to these things. Uh, anyone
1: can apply, really. Anyone. Okay. and uh, And the thing about the space is is very attractive to emerging creatives because their That's their conditions are quite good. Um, right. So, I mean, I don't know the exact specifics of how many other um, plays were submitted as part of that season, but I know that the space the spaces program is always full. There's always something on.
0: And how does it feel when you get the email or the phone call to say, we really want your play here?
1: Um, Firstly, it was daunting. There was a lot of work to do. And unfortunately, uh, in theatre... A lot of the work is not the fun work. I mean, being in the rehearsal room is the fun work. Yes. And obviously performing it is fun. It's all the paperwork, the budgeting, the applying for cultural grants, the, um, uh, booking flights and accommodation, the admin. All okay, we'll the admin. All no, the admin. So that was a little bit daunting. And then it got frustrating because it was more like, this is about five months away and I want to be there now. We're going to do this now, no? Yes, you have to wait. I feel like the, 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 the journey was a lot of fun. Um, uh, but, yeah, it was a long wait, and I couldn't wait to get on. And once we were there, it's just amazing. Well, I
0: want to hear all about it. But <laughs> let me ask you, start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you are born in Jib. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you lived in Jib. I and did, And went to that yeah. whatever. Went, yeah. Now you're a teacher at uh, Well, not um, anymore. Not anymore. Not, I saw, not as I saw. two days ago. Yeah. Incredible. So you grew up in Jib. And then so what made you love drama and um, theatre?
1: I think that life is about um, random decisions that you make male which then pay out um so a friend of mine had a crush on a girl <laughs>
0: yes.
1: and this girl used to go to a saturday morning drama club and he asked me to go with him
0: he <laughs> you can do a play for moral about this. support yes
1: and i did yes. and i mean after, after a lot of resistance i did i went along I mean, to be honest, I'd I've, I've always been interested in drama. I enjoyed the, the school plays that I did. I liked reading plays, it all or not. Mm. I went to a Saturday morning drama. Club to tell yeah, There's no way I'm being at my Saturday morning because you fancy a girl. But being the good friend that I am... You went. I went. And uh, I really enjoyed the first few workshops. And I found Gemida. This was something that um, I was doing well, you know. It, mm. uh, I, I picked it up quite quickly. I was, uh, It seems to be getting a good response. Um, and he never got anywhere with the girl. <laughs>
0: How much uh, <laughs> you you established, like
1: but, a big career with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's given me everything. It's given me um, every, all my achievements in my life. It's. I met my wife in a play. Um, but she's so,
0: English, not your wife.
1: But she's Maltese. She's, oh, Maltese, she's Maltese, but she, she lived most of her life in the UK, see?
0: Okay, um, so she, yeah.
1: And um, we met in a play together, so it's given me my degree, it's giving me my job, it's giving me my wife, it's giving me my kids, it's giving me everything that I'm proud of, really. Go and get oh, that. Oh, it's emotional. You know, I think back really to, nice. what if I'd said no? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what if we'll you has not fancy that girl? <laughs> what if? What if?
0: Um, and then you became a teacher, so yeah. you, did you study drama at university? I studied drama. I, studied I studied drama
1: in English, and then I did yeah. a Master's in Drama, yes. and then I spent two years trying to figure out what to do with my life, or with, yes. with a Master's. In drama. And
0: what was the aim like to become a playwright? To, or no, no.
1: no. To Playwriting came a the... lot a lot later. Okay. I had a very, very vague um uh, plan that I was gonna become an actor but I was gonna fall into it by chance, no? Um <laughs> but I also I also realized I had the kind of admin skills and management skills to be able to work in theatre management or that mm. kind of thing. Um, but I had no plan. Remember, I didn't go to vocational school tampoco, and that, that's a huge disadvantage if you want to go into acting. I had no plan when I started or when I finished. Right. And then I kind of fell into um, financial services for two years, kind of temping while I was looking for other work. Um, but what re- I think what really made a massive difference, again, in my life, was get I started working for a theatre company.
0: Uh, was this a, in England?
1: A, in England, yeah, for a youth, a youth theatre company. Um, so running workshops on Saturday mornings. Um, and it was there where I learned to work with young people. It was there where I learned to direct plays. I suppose indirectly is where I learned to write plays as well. Um, and that, I think, that those, those three or four years that I spent with um With, with Little Theatre, um, I think, were more valuable to me in everything I've done since than, than my university years, seguro. Because it was there where I also thought maybe I could become a teacher and that's where mm. I, I cuz you like working that. with young See, people. Absolutely.
0: So yeah. you've taught secondaries, you've been at Bayside for how many years? I was
1: 15 years at Bayside. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and three years teaching in the UK, and as well. you've
0: inspired a lot of people because <laughs> I mean, the, I know Sam. He was saying, you know, he was—you were his teacher. Yeah, you were his teacher. No. Now you're his friend.
1: I am. Yeah, and a good and, friend. Yeah. And
0: I saw the program that GBC put out about yeah. um, the blue whale, yeah. and the whole lead up to it, and how everybody—it it was really heartwarming to and watch that. that's great. How much they love you as a person, that, you know, Mira, it's emotional. That's the thing
1: I'm always going to get out of teaching. No, it's I've I'm very fortunate. In that I've taught some um, fantastically talented young people, both in Gibraltar and in the UK. Eh? Mm. People who I'm still in touch with. I mean, I've got students who, or former students who, um, who I haven't taught for well over fifteen years in the UK. Get they still message me regularly. They I still catch up with them. We're friends, no? Yeah. And that is that is beautiful. Um, and yeah. And that's what what um, makes it makes it kind of very special, no? Um, and when I was watching the GBC programme I mean, it was very um, emotional.
0: It was really emotional <laughs> to see them all talking yeah, about yeah. you and how much you mean to them and yeah. how much it meant to them to perform this play that you'd written with so much love Same. not so much feeling Same. and I thought that it was such a cool play because it had a twist at the end. I don't want to say <laughs> yeah. very much because yeah. I want people to watch it. Um, I c- can they watch it still? Yeah, or? I
1: don't think it's available anymore ah. On because the space one of the good things about the space is they make their plays available online but uh, for a temporary period but uh, they do bring them back again so it is possible that it might be back um, on if anyone's very desperate they can always get in touch with me i've got a copy (laughs) it it was
0: just very clever so i want to ask you you, first of all why do you write what what is it about writing that just you enjoy
1: i've always enjoyed writing since like i was a boy i always enjoy stories writing stories poems Um, plays i started uh, i prefer to write because they're kind of a little bit what, what's the faster di- to finish.
0: What's the difference?
1: Um, the difference what? is que, um, uh, with with playwriting, it is purely about the the dialogue between the characters, really. You can't there's no narrative voice, there's no kind of um, stream of consciousness, no description, it's just you mm. the words and, and the characters. No? Um got of course, when you are writing a play, you're only part of that process. Um, the actors are going to add to that process the yeah. directors the designers not it's, it's 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 how the whole thing falls together you could write some words which then see someone else do very differently and that's happened to me um now that i've got to stage what other people are staging my work it's very very interesting to see how differently they do it to how i picture it in my head Because their
0: perceptions yeah. are different their yeah. whole interpretation maybe so is i saw
1: a um different. a performance of uh, my play 10 minutes um mm. uh, which i had nothing to do with in terms of the 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 uh, you know creative team, you just wrote it. I wrote it and they staged and that was it, it, and it was kind of like completely different. Than I'd ever envisaged in my head. And what and did you remarkable. think? Was it good? Bad? See, that one I enjoyed. I haven't enjoyed all of them. Have you? that's I was <laughs> going to ask that you that. That one in particular, okay. I did enjoy very
0: much. What inspires you to write? And um, do nothing you have
1: specifically. I I I like interesting stories. No, um, and and the internet is quite good at that are giving you interesting stories human stories no that are not necessarily in the news because they're not political they're not national they're not bad news they're just kind Mm. of little quirky things so I did come across the art an article about um the blue whale phenomenon which is a very serious thing um I'd never heard of of it yeah yeah, well it's interesting it's a big thing in the world of young people no but I mean the play is not just about if the play's about, I think, about toxic masculinity more than anything else, no? And mm. that's a subject that fascinates me. Really? Um, <laughs> see, it does, it does, because I think it's responsible for so many ills in this world. Um he, mm. and I wanted to expose a little bit of 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 toxic masculinity in, in the play, no? Um and um and yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, I just like interesting stories really. Things that get into my head, things that think Mira that that could be interesting. You got in, in, in drama you're always looking for conflicts, you're looking always looking for tensions, no? E, and there's a lot of that in, in the world that we live. Um yeah. but remember, there's there's nothing really specifically that I can put my finger on and say mm. this is where my ideas come from.
0: Do you start writing at the beginning of the and then the middle and the end? Like yes. in that order. Yes,
1: that yeah. Um uh, not always going one go. Yeah. Um, so, for example, Blue Whale, actually, the opening scene of Blue Whale started off life as a completely separate thing. And then when I had the idea for the Blue Whale, I used that scene that I'd written, which eventually became a part of the play. Better no, I normally write in order. And um, sometimes, though, if the, if the, the, the play is quite episodic by nature, um, I might write different parts of it and then kind of glue them all together. But I find that quite mm. harder, actually.
0: And um, how do you find characters for the – do you write for people in particular – um, or, or do you write do you write the character and then look for people? I, I used to
1: people? write for people in particular. Porque claro before when I started writing, I used to write for my drama group. No? Yes. Uh, and we would stage our plays and I knew exactly who was gonna play what role. Um it had a very specific purpose. Ahora though I have to make it more open ended. That's been yeah. harder because I've had to um because of, of my, my aims now are different, you know, my aims mm. are now to, to get um, other companies to, to stage my work, ideally in, in the UK, I I'm, you know, perfect, in a perfect situation in London. Um, Is
0: that, That's what you want now, like yeah. for people to, do you, do you get, what, what do you get from that apart from, apart from being proud that somebody else <laughs> well, wants to produce is your play. the main play. thing that I, I get mean, out
1: of it, the pride of it. I mean, playwriting it doesn't pay. It doesn't, it doesn't even a, pay mm-hmm. the established playwrights who are the famous playwrights, um, don't even get, you know, a full-time work as playwrights. Mm. Um, screenwriting, for example, is a lot more profitable, no? Yeah. Uh, and not an area that I'm particularly interested in. It is a lot about the pride of it, It's absolutely. Um, the the validation they get, you know, um, what you've been doing for all these years, um, which has, which has Gone down so well in Jib male it's going down well elsewhere as well no and that mm. people value your work at that level that's that's very satisfying and um, first time you see your name on a poster in a play that that you've written, which you've nothing to do with that, is, is, is a very surreal experience, but an incredible one.
0: <laughs> yeah, how, how many of your plays have been so, performed
1: um, by other people? I've had over 30 productions wow. in the United States. Um, wow, really? Um, yeah. And
0: how do people yeah. in the United States hear about you? Porque, um, how do you I've, network?
1: So I've had four plays published in the US and um, by a US publisher, oh, uh, right. and they, they specialise in... Um, supplying plays to youth companies to schools so they've got uh, a catalog they've got a website they do co- um, conventions um and so between those four plays I've had up over 30 productions of my plays um I haven't had I haven't had a chance to watch any of them because they're all in the states um so um and and then I mean yeah the, the senior name on on a on a, a poster is great but sometimes you get like actors who you know, they follow you on Facebook because they're interested in you and they send you a message, they send you a photo. That's, that's incredible, Okay, you've touched a life so far away. Um, that is a really, really nice feeling.
2: Adelaide Gibraltar have been operating for 16 years now. When the charity began, we started off with our helpline service, which is now very well known. And we have developed the charity so that we can offer four different types of services to meet the different needs in our community. Our helpline service offers children and young people a place where they can access free, confidential, one to one support about anything that's worrying them every day of the year. Whatever their worry, we're here to support them. In addition, Parents and members of the community are also welcome to contact our helpline if they have any concerns about children and young people. In addition to our helpline, we also offer an appropriate adult service available every single day of the year. This is available for children under 18 years of age who've been detained by the police and customs. As you can imagine, being detained by the police and customs can be a frightening experience for children, especially if their parents are unable or unwilling to be present and so for this reason we started our appropriate adult service in 2008 so that we could safeguard children in these situations both our helpline and appropriate adults programs are there to respond to children in a crisis and so in response to this we have developed our community engagement and families programs to tackle these issues and the needs identified and prevent them before they become a crisis. Intervening early improves outcomes for children on all areas of their lives. Our team works closely with schools and other youth and community groups. And the overarching principle of these programs is to equip children to deal with life challenges, promoting good mental health and emotional well being by increasing their resilience. Our fourth service focuses on supporting and empowering parents. We know that being a parent can be both rewarding and challenging, and so our workshops provide an ideal platform to pick up tips, new ideas and skills. We meet in small informal groups where parents can work together with our facilitators to chat and discuss experiences in ways that they can help each other. The courses provide common sense and jargon-free information, with ideas to help you engage your children and boost your relationship with them. The benefits of sharing these experiences with other parents, we know, can last a lifetime. We have never known a more challenging year in Childline's 16-year history of supporting children and young people, in terms of the service delivery across the four services I've highlighted, and indeed our fundraising and so at a time when our work has never been more important and in demand our supporters have enabled us to be there for many children and young people living in incredibly difficult circumstances as a self-funding charity we rely on the support and generosity of the people of Gibraltar to help us run our services and so I would like to suggest two ideas where you can help us continue our good work The first is whether you could organise a fundraising event to raise money for us. Perhaps it could be at school, at your workplace, at your sports clubs, or even just with your friends and family. The second idea is whether you could buy one or a few of our anniversary photo books. The book contains high quality images of many of the people who have supported Childline during the years since we began and capture a unique glimpse of our work over the years. This photo book has been sold as a fundraising initiative and so for only £25 donation you can buy one of these books. If you are interested in either one of these initiatives, please contact us by email on info at childline.gi.
0: Do you prefer writing happy or sad stuff? <laughs> um, a lot of my stuff tends
1: to be sad. I think because um, yeah, the world is is deep, gritty. No, um,
0: yeah, yeah. No, and it's probably more. More is it more entertaining? Or I think you I think, think
1: it's it's. I think people as a, as a as a viewer. To be honest, I mean, I think a comedy is is harder to write. I mean, I've mm-hmm. written some comedies. It's harder to write. Um no I, I think I see the world through a certain lens that can be a little bit or grey and bleak. But um, is that just
0: you personally? I think or? so,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. because I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff in comedy as well, no? And I think, I, I mean, Black, um, The Blue Whale was advertised as a dark comedy because there are some there are some bits in that play, oh, particularly in the beginning, that, that got a good response, you know, in terms of being funny. And I think that when you have something that is funny and then becomes quite dark, it strengthens that darkness because we're not laughing anymore. So, same we yeah. are... We,
0: suddenly, it just changed yeah, yeah. to, and, like... And,
1: and, in fact, in whoa. Blue Whale, there is one point where the play mm. just turns. Oh, yes. And, and you think... Absolutely, but then, then at not the end, anymore.
0: it turns again.
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, this is the thing. So, so, um, and I find, I find some bits of it really, really funny, but I think that because it appeals to a, a particular sense of humour. Uh, perhaps it's not shared, you know. Um, but no,
0: yeah. I found it quite funny. <laughs> I really Thank enjoyed it. I thought it was really well acted out. What, what do you do if you... Well, I suppose you choose the right people to to, to play the roles.
1: See, there's no Um, way Gail would have done Blue Whale um, with kind of unknown quantities, let's say. And also without the people who um, I wanted to do it with, no? So um, Sam, Chris and Natalie, I've... I've known them for years. They were my, my students. So I've known them for a really, really long time. I know what they're capable of doing. I know their work ethic, their main. I know, I know them really well. There's no way I would have done a project like this without actors that mm. I knew that well. no? Um, yeah,
0: because they're selling it for
1: absolutely, you. Absolutely. See, and, the and also, of- to save it, there's the journey that we have. It was, it was very much a shared thing. Mm. Um, and, you know, I told them what my plans were long before I applied, and they were very up for it. And if one of them had said no, I may have had to reconsider everything, because, as I said, I wouldn't have been able to do it with anyone else, really.
0: So you were quite lucky, really, that they all said yes.
1: See, and they said yes straight away.
0: (laughs) And then then I realised that, because you went with this extra girl, and that other girl, there was only one girl in the play, and then I thought, what did this other lady do?
1: So we (laughs) went with a technician... We yes. went with a technician um who obviously played a very crucial role I mean and again I would not have done this project without Emma' as our technician and then we had Maria Maria um again is a very valued member of our company um but Maria I think wasn't around when we first started making plans or her her plans were a little bit um unclear and we wanted her to be a part of it para el galdeo, yeah. really you know we wanted her to be a part of of the experience and she ended up being extremely helpful porque um there are a lot of admin tasks you know and so eventually yes. her company of role became like a bit like a production Manager, assistant really. Yeah. You know, she was doing our social media, she was taking all the photos. She if if I needed something doing, um, she would do it. She was a bit like a runner between the cast and me. Mm. It was great to have her there because it was she was very helpful, but also that meant because you know she she was part of our team and was part of that incredible experience.
0: And who inspires you? What inspires you? Um as a writer um I guess
1: um uh yes stories that i find Uh, a lot of people say that my work has a lot of elements of black mirror to it um i i don't deliberately set out to kind of um mirror black mirror in any way Mm. but black Mirror does appeal to my quite um cynical view of of the world we live in cynical but in a kind of um uh comic way almost, you know? Yes. Like I, I, like,
0: well, like the little anecdotes you write on Facebook <laughs> see, which are yeah, very example. very yeah. Janito but with different yeah. names. But it could actually be true. Yeah. And then I have to read it twice and think, is he taking the mick or what's yeah. he doing? Because it's okay, very okay, you very perceptive the way you're very good. The Was world is very funny. You know, all very all right, funny. And, and the
1: things that we do get okay, like it's it's ridiculous and, and yeah. um it's very absurd the world that we live in. And yeah. I like to find that absurdism. I like to and kind put of it out and took it on his head. But not in a in a way that's too depressing, I hope.
0: Um, tell me something. What is your... Well, your most impressive achievement... Your most impressive accomplishment is probably the Blue Whale yeah. being staged. Not See, that is Why as, that one over other ones that other people have performed and...
1: Um, because um of, of the fact that we were doing it. No, the fact that it was it was me taking one of my shows to London and doing it there. Mm. The whole package, the whole thing, the fact that it was Jibletarian actors, the fact that they were my students, the fact that we we're doing three nights, the fact that we had um a lot of good local support daming um the fact, for example, is the first time really I think that I've I've a play of mine has been performed in my presence to like strangers almost, you no? Know? Um there were people there who are not connected to me or to the cast. They just went they because just they went, know this because, place. The yeah, space has absolutely. budding writers and who are interested
0: We have reviewers. I was going to ask you what what were the reviews like because they did mention it on the GBC program. Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, the reviews we've got two four star reviews, which which is which, which is, which is good. great so, by,
0: yeah. by pe- people um, who are
1: by people from the industry. See, so the space basically um, uh, gives you a contact list of of London based reviewers. Um, and they go along to watch and um, obviously that's great publicity for for, for, for them and for yeah. us. Pero también, it was great because uh, the first review we got was after the first night. So... Um, so the first two reviews of on the first night. So, like so to get the endorbell and the next morning here you know, we've got two four star reviews. That come on, wow! You know yeah. th- this has worked. It did It wasn't just us. We were always going to like it. We were always going to be like, well done, guys. You did really well. And our friends and our family were always going to like it. These are mm. people completely unconnected mm. to us, no. Um, so yeah, that was very gratifying. Really. That was have. really validating. Okay, we were doing the right thing. Have, a, um,
0: have you ever had like a scathing review of? of <laughs> anything, that you've, anything that you've written um, that you've thought Oh my god, yeah. I've really messed this one
1: up Yeah, Have uh, you? every year for the drama festival See, Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, um, Isn't that Chris reviewer, Wall
0: who rewrites? Who <laughs> there's, <writes. laughs>
1: yeah. there's a reviewer out there who really dislikes my work
0: <laughs> Ooh
1: I hope he hears Pero, this um, uh, You know what um, It is it is it is what it is You've but got it, to handle criticism Does it give the criticism. You food
0: for thought though?
1: Uh, no, when no, you stop reading them <laughs> Because Because um, They they can be quite Traumatic, particularly for the students, no? Right. Because um, um,
0: in Jib, when the ones you perform with your students are GCSE yes. or A level yeah, students. Yeah, most of them are students. And they don't um, take the criticism as see, well. I mean, oh, they're, they're, young, they're young. They're young people. They've yeah, got, yeah, they of got course thin that. skins. Yeah. And,
1: and I think everyone in the creative industry has yeah. a thin skin anyway, yeah. no? Um, yeah. But it's one of those things, Okay, you've got to you, you got to accept. Hey, sometimes the, the reviews are fair um, and sometimes they're worth kind of considering and thinking about. So, for example, when we did Blue Whale for the Drama Festival um, last year um some of the uh, points um that we we were we pointed out to us we applied them then when we took it to england no conque um you've got to be prepared to to um accept the feedback but a really important lesson that i've learned as a as a playwright is that you don't have to accept all the feedback that you're given no um feedback is helpful it's useful but it's not always am um, right it's not always no. what you need well, somebody's no? opinion Absolutely. Somebody, the
0: next person will uh, have I, a different opinion I've had opinion. Two, yeah.
1: two completely contradictory sets of, of feedback for exactly the same play okay. who, who do I listen to yes. no? and at the end of the day you've got to listen to yourself
0: yes um, and I suppose be confident in what you're doing yeah. and, and keep going tell me any funny behind the scenes stories at any time that you've ever performed something that's oh, something's gone horribly there's, there's wrong always horribly b- there's always something
1: there's always something the good thing is yeah, yeah, these are things that then come back when well, years later so for example the history that i've got with sam and with chris and with natalie and with emma and maria i mean it's get um you, you you refer to something that happened come like Eight, ten years ago, and you're still laughing about it, no? Um, things that wouldn't mm. really be funny to, to your listeners, they'd be funny, they were funny to us because we were there, no? We refer to in jokes, we refer to um, mistakes. There's always something that goes wrong in a play, no? Um, mm. We refer to the meltdowns that I've had because I've had big meltdowns in rehearsals and, uh, and I lost it with the kids, no? Um, Natalie was in a play with me a few years ago and uh, in a rehearsal in one of the last rehearsals we got stuck in a loop we're just going over the same bit over and over again and you know and i lost my patience and i got very angry and she reminds me all of that no and these are these are the things get happen in in rehearsal the little jokes the little um um you know anecdotes um and it made those things very very special and they last they, mm. i mean i'm still telling in jokes and 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 sharing anecdotes from like over fifteen years ago, no, um, they stick in your head and they're very special to you and to the people who were there with no, and and it's it's, and as I've said at the beginning, um, theatre is much about the process than about the product, and it's it's in the process where you bond with people. E, e, e theatre, I'm sure happens in other things as well. I'm sure it happens in sport. I'm, I'm I imagine it happens more like in 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 the armed forces, cause I see. But with theatre, you bond with people. In a way that um, I haven't in other areas. That is mm. why my bond with some of my f- my former students is so strong, because of the hours that we spend in the rehearsal room, because of of yeah, the highs hours. and the I mean, lows, it's... the shared experiences. How, how
0: many months did you prepare for the Blue Whale? Blue
1: whale I think we started rehearsing probably about October time, and um, with the performance in February, we made a bit of a slow Construction. start Construction and then journey picked journey. up for the months, pace. It's not too yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, um, uh, I like I like. Um, working on things, you know, for, for a focused period of time. Um, and and because it was Chris, Sam and Natalie, I knew exactly how much time we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that they would be ready when I needed them to be ready. And they were. And they were. Um, <laughs> going, yeah. We,
0: what is... What is You've left. Well, no, Let me ask you this first. You've left Bayside School yeah. after 15 years as a teacher there. Yeah. What are you doing next?
1: So now I've got a job at the college at, and, and go to College. And why um, have you done? The, why have you gone there? Um, because after 15 years, I felt it was time for a change. Um, my. My, uh, I don't know, my state of mind was, was blatantly calling for a, for a change. I enjoy teaching drama. I enjoy teaching drama a lot, but it is very draining. It is very exhausting. Um, it can be very, very frustrating. I, I started to think, Mira, I've got to start thinking about the next step in my career, really, no? Yeah. And so I've gone for a very different role. I'm still teaching drama because we're teaching, um, a, a vocational course in drama at the college. We're starting a new course in September. And that is something, eh, I really wanted to do.
0: Yes, to, is this to, a new thing? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like an NVQ or one it's of a these, a B- it's tech a BTEC, a BTEC in performance
1: tech. Um, acting. Wow, uh, that's which I've been cool. wanting to do in, in base for a few years. Yes, um, and now the opportunity has come up to do it, but elsewhere, which which is, which fine, is fine by me. Um, and you know, it's managing the the college's um, adult education um, provision. It's a very different role, but a very exciting one because I think the college is is um, at a really good point in its history got to, we're going to come have a new building in the next couple of years. That's right. The adult education program is, you know, it, it's almost unlimited really what we can do and and providing for for the community, no? Pero I'm still going to be very active with my drama. I was I'm, yeah. I'm still teaching drama as I said. I'm still yeah. gonna be running my drama group and I'm still gonna be writing. Um, so you have a
0: drama group kind of after school after see, school. Yeah. That yeah. that you coach kids yourself. That's right. So you basically I,
1: I've and where do you do that? So we we do it in Bayside oh, okay. uh, on Saturday morning. So basically I'm now doing what, what I do you, started what off doing do? when I was a, a kid. That's so um, funny how see, ironic. it's like a full like a full circle, a full circle. really. Circle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we are the only um uh, free youth drama group in 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 Gibraltar. Um, we are, are very successful. We've done very well in drama festivals both here and in the UK. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm I that's certainly something I want to carry on doing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and what is next for you? I mean, apart from your new job uh-huh. <laughs> and any more plays? Are you, are you writing anything in, right now? In
1: the short term, um, we're taking um, two plays. Um, to the drama festival To a drama festival in the UK So a play that we did For this year's Jib Festival Which is not one of mine mm-hmm. It's a published play uh, But we're taking it To a festival in the UK And then we're taking A short play of mine um, To to the same festival as well Which okay, is where's,
0: where's the festival? That's in
1: Rochester in Kent So it's at Medway Little Theatre Which is where I
0: ah. I started off um wow how nice so,
1: and they they take part in our festival as well so we've got a really good like, kind of good relationship between the two of us i um i've got three or four things in my head at various levels of completion in terms of of plays i've got a play i've, I've finished a play recently um which if we ever stage it i think it's going to be La bomba. I think it's going to be extremely, extremely popular. It's a comedy and a very kind of light-hearted, playful comedy. It's just a question of getting the right people for it, but it has to. It has to get the right people involved. Maybe we'll do it one day. Quál quieres um, Which the same goes for my musical about Mel and Diesel So I wrote a musical a few years ago about uh, using the musical Diesel That's pending. Again, that needs the right people. Um, using to be the involved.
0: music of Mel and yeah. Diesel yeah. That's yeah. brilliant.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's still pending.
0: They're um, writing new music at the moment. Um, ah, see, oh, excellent. I'm, I'm interviewing them. To,
1: uh, for this podcast, <laughs> and actually, and a add couple to of the musical then <laughs> yes. Pero, But I... see, that's that's pending. It's it's unfortunately it came at the wrong time because it was it was I wrote it over COVID, and um, because it was a right COVID was a really good time so for you? writing. Yes. Pero, when we all came out of COVID, there was a backlog of, of things, no, and and things that we needed to do. I I can't do a musical on my own, especially something that ambitious. So I've never done one before. Uh, I produced it. No. no. Wow. Um,
0: w- what is the? Ho- I mean. For you, what is the most gratifying thing? I mean, you write it, you produce it, you act in it. Mm-hmm.
1: Acting, act- definitely. Acting—that's Acting,
0: what you like. That's what
1: I enjoy doing the most. Really. See, firstly, because it's easier.
0: Okay. Right?
1: Writing is 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 um is really enjoyable, mm-hmm. right? but it's a month of investment. Yeah. Um. Directing is what I enjoy the least because uh, I I really enjoy directing shows like like being in a rehearsal room with actors, but it's all the other stuff that comes with it. The the admin, like we spoke about earlier, no? That's, Mm. I mean, that's, you know. But very specifically, standing on stage... And making people laugh on stage is what I enjoy doing the most. Um, which is surprising because I'm I, I'm, externally I'm a, a very serious
0: person. Yeah, you are. You look, um, you're, you're not really serious, but you are. You look, I look very
1: serious. Yes, you do. But For those love, who don't know yeah, you. But I love making people laugh, uh, and especially on stage. Okay? Okay, you say something on stage or you do something differently and you get a laugh and a reaction is nothing like it. That's what I enjoy doing the most. So, yeah, without a doubt.
0: Um, what do you learn from the process? Um, what have, or what have you learnt the most?
1: Um I've learnt well mira, I've learned um obviously the 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 logistics of stagecraft, you know, and and, and, and putting on a show e, 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 and all that. Um I suppose I've learnt I have I have my my students who've known me for a long time tell me that I've mellowed. Um now I haven't deliberately mellowed, mm. vale? um, but I think it is true. I, I have um Uh, Become more patient with young people. I have, um, no sé, become more empathetic as well. I think, um, I, uh, have become more emotional, more sensitive actually. So, do you Um, think it's all
0: age related?
1: Partly, (laughs) I think (laughs) it's also, you know, events as well, um, uh, things that that have happened, um. And, no say sé, I think it's, it's because I feel that connection with, with, with my students more and more, the, the older I get, I guess, no? It, um, también, you know, I guess life's too short to be angry because yeah. someone's at the wrong line.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So look, we've been chatting for a while. Thank you so much for coming. I really wanted to hear your story. Thank you. uh, one last question that I ask everyone. Sure. It's a bit of a silly one. Um, if you were on a desert island and Bad. you could only take one person, who would you take and why?
1: That's not fair because I've got two kids.
0: Because ah. <laughs> honestly, well, yes. my answer
1: would be my kids. Um, um, Do
0: you get on very well with your kids? Oh, well, no, they're,
1: they're my kids. I love them. Yeah, I love course. them very, very much. But you have a um, good connection with them. See, see, I mean, they're they actors or my son william is, is um, he? My, my daughter natalie not so much i mean she's she's very skilled in many other things as well and um, she's very artistic as well um william is very very um and excited about drama he's he's um he's part of my drama group i've got big plans for him i, I want to do a, <laughs> a play with him next year really um, see so does he know this Yes, oh yes, yeah, oh, he's oh. very, very up for it. Yeah, sure. uh, Yeah, because basically when he was little, I wrote a play um, about him. And so the chance of, of actually getting to do it with him will, you know... A it's very it's, special for it's, it's great, absolutely. Um, and
0: Silvana helps you too. Of course, she, of she she is, I she mean, is... she's,
1: she's also in the world of, of drama, which is yes. very helpful, no? Um, and uh, I, I guess, if I had to... if, if let's, let's say my kids were a given... Yeah. Or if my kids weren't allowed, it would obviously have to be Silvana, no, because she's my wife. Yes. Um, okay, everything you know, all, all the people who are precious to me—they all come in twos. My brothers, I can't just be two my brothers tampoco. <laughs> two
0: brothers.
1: <laughs> See, and my parents, and parents, you know, parents, you know? So they all um, come in twos. What, what, I don't know. do like so you know what? Actually, I think. Um, As miserable as it might make me sound, I think I might even be happiest on my own. own. See, I'm a very, very um, solitary person. I really value my solitude. It's probably
0: because you're so busy all day and you're (laughs) surrounded by people all the time. Possibly,
1: yeah. I'll be honest with you, the, the, the prospect of being in a deserted island for a short, limited period of time well, oh, it's not too, It's not. It's not a, not a terrible really. one. No, it's oh, not it's a terrible. Not? one. that. Oh. If I'm like. not, if I'm not, I'm going to be picked up. Yeah. Absolutely. But I need to have Wi-Fi <laughs> and
0: I need to have
1: um, books and I need to have yeah. someone to deliver food because I'm yeah. not a cook. Ya yeah, se so complica
0: la thing. Julian, yeah, yeah. thanks a million for being not here. Not at all. Thank you. You've been listening to series three of my podcast, which is called Why Bother? It's a question I've often asked myself, and I'm sure you have too. And I wanted to speak to people about their journeys to success, why they've bothered thanks must go to my producer charlie hurst for putting this podcast together catch him at soundunit.co.uk and a big thank you too to artist beatrice garcia for designing the podcast icon her website is beatricegarcia.com thank you for listening and please like and rate the show and should you want to get in touch my email is rougechip at gmail.com